What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. Today is the first time listening. I want to say welcome. We are a sports podcast. We do a lot of breakdowns. We do a lot of debates. We give y'all the bets, the plays, the picks that you want to pick. And today's episode is going to be one of them picks. We have a lot of stuff going on in the sports world right now. The Super Bowl just ended. NFL free agency is open. We got the NBA All-Star Weekend. NHL just passed the All-Star Weekend. MLB is a month or two away. World Baseball Classic's about to start. Final month of March. Man, this is about to begin. College basketball and college basketball. Well, we always have good old UFC. So, we're going to give you guys some picks and plays for the UFC coming up this weekend. Now, it's not a flashy pay-per-view card like the last one was, but we got a solid card for this weekend, headlined by two awesome main events. Now, we're talking about UFC 69 in Las Vegas. Well, UFC Fight Night, Las Vegas 69, Saturday, February 18th in Vegas, headlined by Jessica Andrade and Aaron Blanchfield. And then we got the co-main event is Zach Payuga and Jordan Wright. I like both those fights. I'm a big fan of Zach Payuga. He's my guy. I represent First Form. So does he. So we got a family thing going on. You guys don't understand unless you're actually part of the family. But shout out to Zach Payuga. Before we even get started, good luck at your fight, my guy. Um, so let's get started. Let's get started. We got number three, Jessica Andrade, taking on number 10, Aaron Blanchfield. Now, I know a lot of you don't even really know Aaron Blanchfield. She's not a grizzled vet like Jessica Andrade is. Andrade is 31 years old. Blanchfield is only 23 years old. But don't let that age fool you. She has a lot of experience at a young age against some experienced and awesome fighters. Now, we got Andrade is the favorite at minus 150, meaning we got, uh, we got what you call it, uh, Blanchfield right here is the underdog at plus 180. Now, I like both these fighters. I'm a big fan of both of them. Uh, I think if you guys watch an Andrade fight, then you know very well she's the type of fighter that she's, she's good at everything. Really is good at everything. She got knockout power. She got submission power. You know, she can go the distance if need be. Now, Blanchfield on the other end. She was on a 7-0 win streak. She's 4-0 currently in the UFC. She won both of her last two fights by submission. The difference in this fight is going to be experience and length. Now, Andrade out here, she has a very tough time fighting against opponents that know how to keep their distance in the ring. Both these fighters got their their matchup stats here. We got Blanchfield has a 3-inch Advantage on Andrade, a four-inch reach in the arms. Now, when Andrade fights fighters like that, she has a tough time. She has a tough time. She's lost to Valentina Shevchenko, Rose, and Zhang, who all were able to keep their distance against Andrade. Now, she's on a three-fight win streak. She won three in a row. Big fight against Lauren Murphy. Big submission against Lamos. Big victory against Calvillo. Now, she's very good. She has heavy hands. 
great boxer. The only problem is she likes to throw from her hips a lot. She very tends to show what she throws before she throws it. But she's very accurate. She's very good at throwing hands. She's very good at dirty boxing, which a lot of girls in UFC right now aren't really good at that. But she's one of them fighters that actually is. She's a good grappler, too. Not a great grappler, but she's a good grappler because she's so strong. She's, a, she's literally a pit bull out there. She's strong as an ox. She can literally pick you up and slam you down, a la what she did to Rose Namajunas, and knock you out. She also has good submissions. A lot of people were underrating her submission skills going into that Lamos fight. And that she had one of the best submissions of the year in that fight. She's good on the ground. She's good on bottom. She's good on top. She's pretty good at everything. One of the most well-rounded female fighters in the entire UFC roster and the entire UFC in general. Now let's get to Blanchfield. 23 years old, 10 and 1 overall. She's the plus 118 favorite to Andrade's minus 150 money line. One of the best grapplers in the UFC. At 23 years old, her grappling is an A. She's like them Russian Sambo fighters. When she gets a hold of you, it's hard to get out. She's that good. Her takedowns are ferocious. A lot of women in the UFC like to kind of do the, the, the clinch and then grab takedown. Now, she'll do a spearing takedown and take your ass to the ground like a football linebacker. Her cardio. Unbelievable. She's like a Diaz brother. I don't know if she trains with the Diaz brothers or in that camp. I didn't actually look into it. I'm not really sure. I don't think she does. But she got cardio for Dave. She hasn't been in a five-round fight in the UFC yet, which Andrade has been in like five or six of them. But she got cardio for days. And that could come into play here because Andrade isn't known for her cardio. She's known for her hands, her knockout power. So I'm curious to see how this fight goes. Now Andrade, she has a problem because she's short. Blanchfield has an advantage. She's being tall. Andrade is bad at range because of being short. Bad cardio. All three things that are going to play into Blanchfield. As for Blanchfield, she's not that great of a striker. She's very hittable. I'm not going to say she gets hit every single punch that you throw. But she does. Let's look at this right here. If you look at her strikes, you know, she, she only absorbs 2.45 per minute. But considering the fact that she takes people down a lot, it's a lot. Now, look at, look at Andrade over here. 8.3, 6.8 takedowns. 6.8 takedowns. I mean, strikes landed per minute. It's a lot. But she's also hittable. She gets hit at 5.26, which is a lot. And for somebody that wants to clinch, to see that number... It looks like it's going to be a good one for, for Blanchfield there, if she can take advantage of that. She's the younger fighter, so it's going to be curious to see if the experience of Andrade is able to dictate the way that this fight goes. Blanchfield averages four takedowns per fight at a 68% clip, top five women's right now. But Andrade's one of the fighters that she can block a takedown. She can block a takedown. 
Not a lot of people really try to take her down because they're scared to get inside of her because her grappling is is pretty damn good. Not many times you're going to say Andrade isn't the better grappler in a fight, but in this fight, Blanchfield's the better grappler grappler here. Now, all those stats aside. We understand that Andrade is an entertaining fighter. If you guys like watching the women fight, she's one of the most entertaining women fighters to watch. She, she puts on a show every single time that she's in it. Every time. Every time she's in a fight, she puts on a show. Not always winning, but for the most part, she does. As for Blanchfield, like I said, she's young, inexperienced, but she's that good. Now, I think this fight's going to be a very high pace to start. Andrade likes to start her fights, come out throwing. She likes to come out and throw a lot of power. I think she's going to win the first two rounds. She's not going to knock Blanchfield out. Blanchfield might be hittable, but she has a chin. And I think that's one thing that's going to be a uh, factor in this fight that's going to get in the mindset of Andrade. And she's going to say, fuck, what's going on here? As for Blanchfield, that cardio. That length, that grappling, that takedown. I think that's going to come into play a lot here. I think she's going to do a lot what we've seen of what Khabib Nurmagomedov used to do. And just wear you down, tire you out, and then finish you. I don't think this fight's going to be a finish, but I'm predicting it to be 48-47. Blanchfield, by decision, lock that one in. Now, if you guys want all of my picks, make sure you join our Stoop Life Patron at P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash The Stoop Life. I got all of our picks on there and and more. But I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet, guys. I'm not going to do you like that. I'm not going to do you like that. We got to talk about my guy, Zach Payuga. Coming up, we got Zach Payuga versus Jordan Wright. Now, I think this is going to be an interesting fight to watch because these guys are kind of... Similar pass to the way that they made it to the UFC. As you see here, Jordan Wright, 12-4 and four coming off a loss. Zach Payuga, 6-1 coming off of a loss. Um, ignore the weight because uh, they weigh they weigh about the same. They're both light heavyweights, six foot two, about the same reach, this and that. The odds, though, the odds right now are actually Payuga is minus 3 30. We got Payuga, the favorite, at minus 330. My guy, shout out to you. Well-deserved. I don't care about that loss that you had against uh, Usman. That dude's a beast. You're a beast. We're going to show it here this time. Um, I like this fight because you got you got a guy like Jordan Wright. He started his, his MMA career off at 9-0. He went on dancing with Dana White Contender Series at 2018. And he got knocked out in like 20 seconds. Done. He was gone. Disappeared. <laughs> you know, he disappeared for a little bit. And then uh, he came back to the UFC in 2020. And now he's here. He's back into the UFC. And he's fighting a guy that matches up pretty well with what he actually is pretty good at. He's, he's a guy that is an overwhelming opponent. He likes to throw everything from angles Punches, kicks, high, low, fake a takedown, get you on the ground, explosive. He's one of the fighters that you hate to fight, but it either goes two ways. His game plan either works and he wins the fight, 
or he gets fucking crushed. That's just how he is. He's a live-or-die fighter that way. As for Payuga, made his MMA debut in 2020. He didn't have his first professional actual fight until 2019. And then he became the ultimate fighter season 30 runner-up in that span. Former football player in the NFL doing UFC. Unbelievable athlete. Fast, strong, smart, everything. Solid kickboxing base. He's one of the big guys that can throw head kicks. He got fast hands, fast kicks. He hits you at all angles as well. He's not an overwhelming opponent like Jordan Wright is, but he's a tactical opponent. As you see, all my numbers here. He likes to they land at exactly basically the same thing. The only difference between these two guys is this number right here. Strikes absorbed per minute. Zach Payuga is very accurate with his hands and feet. And my guy Jordan Wright is very accurate at getting hit with those hands and feet. 7.54 strikes absorbed per minute. A 32% defense for Jordan Wright. A 70% defense for Zach Payuga. I think that's a, 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 a ride or die is not going to do good in that technique here for Jordan Wright. We got great cardio and great pace for Payuga. Jordan Wright typically, typically does not do well against fighters that push forward him and are accurate. The only bad thing about Payuga is doesn't have a lot of experience. And that may come into factor here. Because a guy like Jordan Wright might overwhelm you and pressure you, and Payuga might not know what to do. I'm willing to bet his experience as a football player, professionally, is going to drown all that out. The biggest con of the fight is Jordan Wright's defense. It's going to be a factor. It's going to be the biggest factor. I think Zach Payuga is going to make a light work of this fight. I think Zach Payugo wins by knockout in round one or two. I hate taking round one knockout sometimes because it's tough. Sometimes you don't really go into the fight and, and try to get that knockout early. You try to see what your opponent's doing and then finish them. So I think Payuga, round two knockout, nonetheless. Nonetheless, it's going to be a knockout. Now, I want to talk about another fight on here. We got my man Jim Miller. Tim freaking Miller, guys. This guy's still fighting. Now, if you want to see a legend, this, that's a legend on the left side here. Jim Miller, 35 and 16. He owns the most fights in UFC history. He's adding another one to his notch. He's going two above Donald Cerrone. That's the most wins in UFC. I'm going to go another one above Donald Cerrone. This fight's pretty cool. I like this fight because it's a lightweight bout where we seen Jim Miller fight last fight at 170, so he's dropping it down. Um, but these numbers we look at by Jim Miller. Jim Miller is a tactical submission guy late in fights. And Alexander Hernandez is a knockout guy. He likes to throw or get crushed. One thing he's not good at, guys. He's not really good on the ground. 
I don't have a stat here for the ground, but uh, it's not really good on the ground. But for anyone that's looking for a sleeper fight here, an underdog, I, I really like Jim Miller at plus 186 in this fight, and I like him to win in a round three submission. I feel like every time Jim Miller's on a card, he's supposed to be the stepping stone to fight these young guys to see how good these young guys are, and then he ends up beating them all. He really does. And I feel like Alex Hernandez, if he loses this fight, he might be out of the UFC. It's just one of them fights where it's like you got to win. Jim Miller, he's still going to be there. He really has nothing to lose. So for a guy who's just fighting because he loves the sport, I guess a guy that's like, yo, I can't let this guy take me down. I need to knock him out. Doesn't typically work against Jim Miller. So I'm taking Jim Miller plus 186 and to win by submission. Another fight we like on this card. Another upset I like on this card. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Right here. This guy. He's so new into the game, he don't even have a picture. Femba Garimbo going up against AJ Fletcher. He's from Zimbabwe. I love this dude. It's his UFC debut. He's going up a guy against a guy that just lost. And that guy is the favorite of the fight at minus 230. And Themba is, minus, is plus 195. Long, lanky guy. Usually when those type of guys that are six foot one with a 72-inch reach come into the UFC, they win their first couple fights until they get to a real, real, real fighter that knows what they're doing. Typically... Themba is a submission guy. 60% of his wins are by submission, where we got AJ Fletcher's split even between KO and submission. Strikes. We don't really have much on either of these guys, but this is what I like here. Strikes absorbed by per minute for Fletcher is 5.34, and by uh, him, zero. He haven't absorbed the strike in the UFC yet. That's why it's zero. Uh, as for grappling, same thing. Takedown defense, 40%. Takedown accuracy, 41%. He likes to go on the ground. So you're going to go on the ground against a guy that has won 60% of his fights by submission. I like the underdog there. That's going to be one of my plays, too. I'm taking Garimbo, plus 195. I'm taking him by submission as well. I think that'll be a uh, a second-round submission, so lock that in. Now, there's 11 total fights on this fight card. I've picked every single money line card, and I've picked every single way that the fight's going to end. Now, if you want them, they're available on Patron.com slash Stoop, The Stoop Life. Patron.com slash The Stoop Life. Three bucks. You get all the picks. All the underdog picks, all the guaranteed lock picks, put them in. Last UFC event, we went 10-1-1 on the money lines. We went 4-8 and eight on the finishes. Not bad. Not bad. If you bet them, if you bet the highlighted ones on the money lines, we went 6-0. and oh. On the finishes, we went 2-1. and one. So lock them in. Go get that money because we do all UFC picks all NFL picks, it's over, but all of them were on there. NBA is going to be on there. March Madness will be on there. Everything will be on there. So three bucks, go join it, and simple as that. But other than that, guys, thank
Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to our episode of the, the Stoop Life podcast. If you guys like what we're talking about, if you want to, you know, have your friends join in, please share us. We're available on all podcasting apps. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, Google, everything. Tune in. We're also available on YouTube for video at Stoop Knockout. We're available on Twitter at The Stoop Life. Check that out as well. We're also on Facebook at The Stoop Life where you can follow our main pages. My name is Bobby. My name is in the thing. All of our links are in all of our, our stuff. So be sure to follow us. Check us out. And again, good luck. Enjoy the fight. Catch y'all later.